Welcome to episode 135 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. From the mount, from the pointy, pointy top, from the top, <laughs> from the mount, from the peaks of Cripple, so I want to say peaks, but it's already in the name. From the pointed peaks of Cripple Peak. I don't know. That was about as awful as me trying to say the intro like two times before we got <laughs> to this point. Yeah, I want to say from like from the heights of Cripple Peak or something like that, but it might immediately went from the crippled peaks of crippled peak. Like, oh, <laughs> that doesn't work. That voice you hear is Steve Kilowagi Campbell, Howdy. and I am Scott Prime. We are both down, and uh, we're just trying to record an episode here. <laughs> oh, fun recording. It is fun recording. Oh, it is. Um, Absolutely. We enjoy it. It's not fun trying to find time to do it sometimes, and it's not fun trying to remember how to get into it and what we're talking about. Well, that's fine. But in this episode, actually, before I tell you what we're going to talk about, do you have anything like that doesn't belong elsewhere? Something you want to talk about? Something fun? Something awesome? Um, not to my knowledge. Oh, I had a birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. What are you... 58? No, okay. 57? So, I'll just put this here now because we'll forget during the segment. But uh, Scott had someone come up and talk in the, about in the league about, hey, uh, I talked to that old man you run the league with. <laughs> and Scott's like, who are you talking about? He goes, you know, that old guy, that really, really old guy, that crep- decrepit old, you know, super, super duper old dude who runs the league with you. He's like, what? And he's like, you know, the one with the beard. Oh, well, he actually said, like, you know, the older guy. And I was like, I am the oldest guy in the league. And he's like, no, dude, like the old guy that helps you run the league. And I was like, yeah, what? I, 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 and I just was like, the guy with the long hair and the long beard, bushy beard. I'm like, Steve? He's like, yeah, that dude. The old guy. And I said, how old do you think he is? Uh, 58, 59? And I'm like, dude. I just turned 46. <laughs> so in after Scott tells me that, I think he might have told him it like the day before we went down to the tournament. And the I day think it might have been the trip of. Okay. So <laughs> at the tournament, one of our waitresses, gorgeous looking, and I was trying to remember who she reminded me of. She looked strikingly similar to Dua Lipa. And okay. I told the opponent, hey, you know, she kind of reminds me of Dua Lipa. He goes, who? Du- Dua Lipa, the singer? He goes, I have no idea who that is. So I, uh, the waitress comes over and I go, hey, n- not to be creepy or anything, but oh God, Steve, I just want to say, like, you remind me a bunch of Dua Lipa. And I told him this, and he doesn't know who that is. So am I crazy? She goes, oh, well, thank you. That's so, you know, nice. And, you know, and she starts shaming him. And because I said, why don't you shame him for not knowing who it is? And she goes, he's much older than you. You know, you should know who it is. But you let the old guy know who it is. And I'm like, wait a minute. I, I just give you a compliment and then you come back and insult me. I'm like, what the hell? She's like, oh, well, I'm sorry. So... I hadn't shaved in a while. So I'm going to take you to the barber and we're going to give you a, sh- a, a good haircut 
and we're gonna be shaved up and cleaned up, and it's gonna be a new look for Steve. Well, when what I when I let the beard go into Mountain Man mode, it doesn't look great. So yeah, I get that. Not a whole lot on top, whatever. And it tends to, tends to grow in gray, so it makes me look even older. But when it's trimmed up, it's not as bad. Either way, yes. Welcome to me being old. <laughs> no, you're distinguished. You're not old. You're distinguished. You're vintage. <laughs> okay, you're, we'll go with that. You're vintage, Steve Campbell. <sighs> oh boy. All right, folks, we've made Steve feel bad enough. And um, you have me cracking up, dude. Uh, good stuff. Yep. Um, yep, yep. Anything. All right, so <laughs> on this episode, we are going to discuss Amazons because they just released like pictures of the Amazons, and we're going to give you our thoughts and insight, which is not much, but we're going to get, we're going to talk about our thoughts and, um, just overall, I guess I already said it three times. Thoughts on the Amazons and maybe what to expect, what we're excited for, what we're not excited for. We're also gonna in that same segment, we're gonna talk about how our league is going as because we're getting near the end of our league, and this has been a, a longer league than what we're used to. And so you might get some I'm kind of interested to hear what Steve says because he's been playing Amazons and I've been trying old world alliance for the whole whole league so um then we are going to talk about as we talked about earlier the cripple peak 2022 tournament that was held down in dallas texas at a barbecue restaurant and uh boat down crew and some extras went down there so that's what we got on store for you guys today and then of course we'll do shout outs whether we have people to shout out or not because i have no idea if we do we should have some all right. Well, you ready to get to it, buddy? Sure. Old man? I'll, Old I'll, man? I'll see if I can yeah. stay up that late. <laughs> you want some tapioca pudding? I'll take my Metamucil. <laughs> All right. We will come right back. What do you want to do first? Do you want to do the Cripple Peak? Uh, I think sure. we should do that. Yeah. Let's do that one first, and then we will uh, come, come back after that with the other segment. So we will be right back with Cripple Peak 2022. Welcome back, and we are going to talk about the Cripple Peak 2022, and I have to say that very slowly, otherwise I keep wanting to call it Cripple Creek, mm-hmm. <laughs> the golf course here in Oklahoma. And the song. Or, and Okay, then the song, and we had the same problem last time. Yep. Um, it and was a, tec- it's a very odd ruled tournament. <laughs> Technically, it was in Arlington, not Dallas. Okay. At the yeah, Bone we were- Daddy's Restaurant. What was it? Bone Daddy's, right? Yeah, it's actually a pretty cool little restaurant. Yeah, uh, you want to talk about the ride down at all? Uh, sure. I don't know. You're gonna have to fill me on some details. Well, it was morning. But we left pretty early. It's a one day tournament. We can get down there in about three hours. So, and it didn't start until what? Check in was ten forty five. Yeah, I so, believe it was ten forty five. So we left at seven. I think we left at six thirty, just to be sure. Okay. Uh, but it was you, I, Gary, and then Matt Strickland from the league. And mm-hmm. he'd previously gone to uh, Chimera Cup with you guys. Right. Not together, but he went to it. Right. Um, 
But yeah, we went down there, and of course we had to hit Bucky's on the way down, which is mm. always amazing. It's going to be amazing until we get a Bucky's here in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and then we won't care as much. Yeah, just like everything else. <laughs> but still, Bucky's is amazing, no matter what. I mean, yeah. it's huge. What I enjoyed about the trip down is, uh, you know, we get to Bucky's, and everybody heads to the bathroom. Okay, so there, there may be people who do not know what Bucky's is. We've mentioned it. Many times on the podcast, but we'll do so again. It is a giant, and I mean giant, gas station, petrol station, whatever you want to call it, that probably has enough pumps for, what, 150 cars? Uh, It's a bunch. All I can tell people is, like, it is like a Target store. An American Target store. Yeah, American Target store, the big ones, but with gas station pumps. And I mean, everything has Bucky's logo on it. If you're looking on the internet, it's B-U-C-E-E-S, Bucky's. He's a beaver. Brilliant job marketing. They pay their people really well, so it's always clean. It's always well-ran. It's always well done. Nobody's and, grouchy. And yes, I mean, they might be grouchy, but they don't act like it. <laughs> right. And yes, they advertise the cleanest bathrooms on the highways. Yeah, and so that's... Usually the main reason why we stop at Bucky's because we know for sure it's going to be clean bathrooms and they are, they're gorgeous bathrooms. Mm-hmm. If I, I'm not saying I need to do this, but if you said like somebody came up and goes, you have to drop this hot dog on the, uh, in a bathroom floor and then pick it up and eat it. And I'll give you like, you know, five grand. I, and I'd say, which bathroom? And they're like, you can pick. And of course I would pick, Bucky's gas stations because yeah, I guarantee you they're going to be clean. Yeah. Um, it was funny though. We all made a beeline into the bathroom and then I veered off to go take a number one and Gary, Matt, and Steve all slammed the doors and to take a number two. And I was just laughing. I was like, wow, the whole car was full of crap. <laughs> I actually <laughs> never used the actual commode part of it before. What do you want to call clean. it? Very clean, clean. And also, it, it, it. There's no gap. If you, American gas stations or bathrooms, for whatever reason, has a gap between the door and the wall. Yeah, nobody's gonna tap your foot, Steve. I'm... Yes, thank God. Yeah, and like it's not stalls; it's like little rooms. And it is. It's, it's amazing. Anyways, it really is. And um, somebody right now in another country is going. I hate these guys. They talk about food and bathrooms. I know, but look it up online. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. And I got beef uh, jerky. So they have they have tons of beef jerky. They have like they're constantly making like fresh brisket sandwiches and biscuits and mm-hmm. it's it's pretty um awesome thing, especially if you're it's very American, let's put it that way. <laughs> yes it is. Uh but it's fresh food, it's fresh drinks, you know. They they get you on the snacks and everything else for sure when you stop and get gas there. Anyways, then we continued on down, we got to the parking lot. Probably about 20 minutes early, so we just stayed in our car. Uh, we saw the other Blood Bowl guys actually all standing outside of their car in the Texas heat. And we decided, yeah. we're going to be here all day. And we're it's... traveling back tonight. We don't need to go out there and sweat our balls off just to no. play Blood Bowl here in about 20 minutes. So. And when we say heat, even at 10 in the morning, it was probably 90 to some degrees. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's been horrible lately. I'm sure... The rest of the world knows England's going through their crap right now. But 
Yeah, I think for the, what, the next two weeks, they predict that we're going to have 100-plus weather. So. Yeah. But this was a couple weeks ago. But it was still Texas hot out there. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can remember correctly, the tournament was 1,000 uh, gold piece. 1,000, you know, 1,000, 1 million. Just say 1 million. I'm sorry, 1 million. 1 million. I'm sorry. 1 million. Uh, team build. You had to have at least 11 characters or 11 players on your roster. And then you had 200K to buy skills if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, this tournament, and you're going to have to like correct me when I mess this up, but basically you also had to put down what type of field you want to play on, what type of pitch. So the, it used the rules of all the different pitches that are, you know, the random charts, but you got to pick one and that was like your home field. Yeah. So when we, and if you wanted a star player, you couldn't roster them right off the bat. You had to wait because there was a step in the game where you sat down, looked at each other's rosters, and you privately bid money to play on which field you wanted to play on. And then after that, then you would take the difference. If Steve, if I put 40 down and Steve put 50 down, Steve would win his pitch to play on, but I would get an extra 50K plus the difference of our team build. So if Steve built exactly 1,200 points or 1,200 um, gold pieces, and then I had, you know, and I had like 800, I would get 400 in inducements to select star players or whatever else I wanted to, basically. It was a very interesting idea. Uh, Dean Viber ran it. Dean's a very prolific coach. Uh, he does amazingly well. He always comes to Oklahoma Bowl and does amazing plays in tournaments in Austin all the time, runs tournaments. I don't know if I cared for this, simply because it added more time to the beginning, which didn't really matter at the end, but it's a little bit of convolutedness that it didn't make a difference for me. I guess that was the main thing, is I didn't play into it. Yeah, and so why don't you tell everybody what you took? So I ended up taking Elf Union. I should have taken Norse, but I didn't. Um, I wanted, I got my Storm Ravens pitch back from Kansas when I accidentally. You mean Missouri, uh, yeah. Oh, Missouri. You accidentally sold it? Yeah, when I accidentally did that. Uh, luckily, William Toops was nice enough to let me have it back. So I figured I would commemorate it by playing Pro Elves again, one of the teams I took to the World Cup. And I, this team this team this tournament rewarded touchdowns so oh, i forgot that's like the biggest deal yeah it was 30 20 10 for win tie loss and then 10 points for each touchdown you got so and one point for each casualty yeah so theoretically you could win a game by five touchdowns and then lose your next game and still have more points than winning both games Right, it's total points, not record. So Yeah, so I took him with the hopes of scoring a lot. Didn't really happen. Um, but two blitzers with dodge and frenzy, one thrower with sure hands and leader, and two catchers with block and dodge. And a total of 13 players. So, And then okay. one reroll, one fan, one coach, one cheerleader. So your what was your total team build? 195. One nine five. Okay. Well, one so one you nine went, five. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I took halflings, and my I and you were totally playing into the team, to the tournament rules. Yeah, I was trying to like, 
I was thinking like maybe there's not going to be a lot of bashy teams here or whatever. I went back and forth actually. Like I, I don't know if I've racked my brain over any tournament as much as this one because of all the weird <laughs> rules, the timing of things, yeah. how like you could get inducements and you could pick different things later. Um, so I went, I ended up and I finally think just you, stopped. not to interrupt, but I think you ended up going with halflings because of the pitch that I found for you, right? Would that oh, play partially into that, it? That, that helped. Yeah, I mean that helped. Because um, there was some pitch that you could roll a d6 and that subtracted how much it cost to do inducements. I I was between like I didn't really want to play dwarves again, but at the same time I was thinking maybe I could take dwarves and catch some of these softer teams off guard. Um, but then you found the stadium that was the luxury stadium that had the broadcast studio in it. And I was already thinking like, well, the St. Louis hams in my fluff of the team is a family owned restaurant that sends a team around to, you know, basically be uh, rodeo clowns to promote their family restaurants. And we're playing it at a restaurant. And then I thought once Steve found that broadcast studio thing, you basically have Jim and Bob there and you got to like, if you induced like, um, like one of the coaching staffs, I could roll a dice and then I could maybe take money off of that because they would work for me cheaper. And I thought I could really maybe milk this, you know? So that's what I chose was the luxury stadium with the broadcast studio. I went with the St. Louis hams. I had 13 players on my team. I took two treemen. And then 11 just halfling hopefuls. I didn't use the um, the thrower ones or whatever the other one's the called. The big end. I can't hefty. Um, I have the <laughs> third edition model, so I didn't have anything distinctly different. And I just wanted to go as cheap as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also chose not to take many skills. I had one tree man with block and leader. I had one tree man with brawler. And then I had... Um, one halfling with stinky git. That was it. So my team came to a total of um, sixty nine hundred gold pieces. So uh, if you went against a regular team, or not sixty nine hundred six, I guess six hundred ninety k. Yeah, we. Is, I guess that's what I say. Yeah, I know. Uh, so essentially, you're looking at five hundred in, du- in inducements, as long as you don't go up against someone else doing the same thing. Correct. And the idea was, is like, I took literally like eight different star players because I thought I can play two different star players almost every round and get a halfling chef if it works out correctly. Um, so, you know, my hope was, is I could tell people what my broadcast studio does and they go, well, crap, I don't want you to get even more <laughs> inducements on me. And they might bid a little bit higher, which gives me more inducements. So, um, you know, I don't know if that necessarily worked. So we will go to our matches. You want to go first, round one? Um, Sure. Before we get to that, uh, Bone Daddy's Barbecue Place, as there was food being served, we had no lunch break. It was just eat while you're playing. Um, That's true. We had the whole upstairs area. This is a nice upstairs, upstairs area. Supposedly we had it for the whole day. Dean cleared it with management that he had it the whole day. And then new management's like, yeah, we don't do that. Yeah. So that was kind of crappy on them. Yeah, um, I doubt we go back there is what Dean was saying. He's like, I yeah. don't think 
I don't think both parties want to be back here because it worked out fine. I didn't have any real problem with it. I didn't. I don't think we were really that cramped or anything. It was just kind of annoying. Right. Um, yeah, we thought we had the whole upstairs, which was really amazing. Yeah. And then we had to kind of cramp in, and for whatever reason, after round one, they started putting like little kid families up there, which mm-hmm. I thought was a bad idea since we had blood bowlers drinking. But... Yeah, that was annoying to me as well. Um. But anyways, nothing we can do I about was, that. Uh, real quick on the food and stuff, uh, we actually—I don't think you even ended up eating anything. I got an appetizer. I got chips and, and just, queso because okay. I was going to get a turkey sandwich because I love, you know, barbecue turkey. One of my favorite things, smoked turkey. But then someone else got a sandwich, and I saw the size of it, and it's fourteen dollars for a, what looked like a slider. Now I'm like, I'm not paying that. Right. Um. That was more of the consensus I got from other people. They got food, and then they said, like, it's good, but I don't think it's $20 good. Right. So I got, <laughs> like, the $7 chips and queso, and I was good with that. Yeah, and I got a $10 appetizer, and it, it made me get through it. So, um, I mean, my appetizer was fine, but um, I didn't try their regular food. It wasn't the fantasy of, like... This is amazing barbecue dripping yeah. off my face, and I'm playing Blood Bowl. <laughs> and honestly, so. I don't mind. It's barbecue. We know we're going to pay a hefty, fi- a hefty fee because it's expensive. It's meat, especially nowadays. But chain restaurant that was kind of a restaurant, which Scott didn't know was a thing. Never heard of a restaurant until that weekend in <laughs> and, the parking lot. And if you're not aware of what that is, it's along the same lines of a Hooters or a Twin Peaks or a Racks or any one of those places where they have attractive waitresses and sell mediocre food for a lot more than it's worth. Right. And they're usually around the convention centers and airports and stuff. So being next to the baseball stadium in Arlington yeah. makes sense. To get a lot of attention from the guys. They didn't mm-hmm. know they were dealing with people that cared about miniatures more than boobies. Oh, we had nice wait- waitresses, but yeah. No, we did. Um, yeah, so I played Mike Patterson first. And actually, I did not win the tournament, but I was a winner of the tournament because there were two places you could play. There were th- ni- three nice booths that had padded benches. And then there were the regular tables that had what appeared to be very hard wood chairs. And (laughs) I got to play in the booth every single round. So I will take that as a win. My butt did not hurt. Oh, nice. Um, But I played Mike Carpenter and... Mike Patterson. Mike Mike Patterson. (laughs) Sorry. So used to the mics. He played humans. um, And, of course, you know... What does everyone do? What does everyone do when they play humans now? They play Griff. Mm. So, yeah. Now, first off, so he built them so far under, even bidding, mm-hmm. he was going to guarantee get Griff. Yeah, as long as he played somebody like you. Our bid, we're like, do you care? Like, I don't care. Do you care? No. Okay, just make your bid. We both bid, bid ten because you had to bid something or zero. We didn't. We didn't play in a special stadium. Um, but he had Griff and it started out interesting. The ball went to the sidelines and with my frenzy, I tried to work to get him to go out of bounds. I had, I had him, but I failed, uh, 
like a two dice block or a go forward or something. I forget what it was. Or oh, I screwed up a chain push or something. And as pathetic as pathetic as it is, I will admit, both of my freaking blitzers got crowd surfed. Mm. Both side step blitzers got side got crowd pushed. The whole, both teams are on the sideline. We're both going back and forth, back and forth. And he made some good moves. I made some very stupid ones. And yeah, it didn't work out for me. So I did not win that match. And one of the cool mm. things that he had is, I think I posted this on the Facebook. I can't remember. Um, he had custom, because his team is based off the uh, Texas A&M, the Aggies, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So he's based after Texas A&M, and he had custom 3D printed bases that had the A&M logo that he painted on it, like the, the they were printed with the logo, and then he painted them the colors of it, and that looked amazing, and made me really rethink what I want to do with my Norse team, because 3D printed bases that you color looked so freaking cool like i get it you know ice or snow looks nice but we see that all the time but those 3d printed bases were my favorite thing that i saw all weekend yeah it was uh it was really cool i mean like <laughs> and i guess I they're, not ever, they're not they're not for everybody i get that because I, it does I take like away. Them, uh, no i like them a lot but like you know from a fluff guy like Texas A&M crap doesn't fit with Blood Bowl. But right, yeah. That doesn't mean that Mike can't do that. I'll just make up my own fluff for that team if I had to first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they were, they were really, really cool. And that was a good homage to, you know, I guess that's his favorite college team or something like that. So, um, so my round one, I got to play... Uh, I was not the only stunty team there. And I thought maybe there wouldn't be stunty teams there because there's no stunty award. And uh, there was, there was two, there was two more snotling teams. And um, I can kind of give you the breakdown. It's not a rough breakdown, but we had two Elven union teams. We had an underworld team. It's like we had one human, one halfling, one chaos dwarf. Uh, one goblin. I'm sorry, there was four of us stunties there. One orc. Looks like a couple Norse teams, Imperial nobles, and then there's one here that is blank, so I don't remember what that is. But there was 18 of us total there, or 16 maybe. Did Dean actually play? Mm. I, I don't know. Don't I can't remember. remember. I'm just looking at his. He gave me the stat list of his stuff in um. In um, Excel, and you know, he's an engineer, so he has his stats way different than I would put them in there. <laughs> um, first round, I played against Dave H or Dave Hanrith. Dave H is on Facebook, and I always call him Dave Ock because that's what his name looks like A C H. Yeah, but Dave H, Dave Hanrith, uh, really great coach from the Houston area. He's the guy who won Oklahoma Bowl with Orcs at the last uh, Oklahoma Bowl that we had. And like I, I said at the beginning, this is before I even knew who was you know playing what teams. I said, when we were in the car, I said either 
Dave's going to win the tournament or Mike Patterson's going to win the tournament based on like my knowledge of like good coaches here. Mm -hmm. And, um, but Dave chose to play snotlings and, um, we sat down and, um, I, I was kind of scared to be honest with you because he's a good coach. And I also knew I wasn't going to get to milk any inducements from him because we were both trying the same thing. And Dave told me right from the beginning he was drinking, but he said, he said, this matchup doesn't fare good for me. And I was like, I don't know why it wouldn't. I mean, like in this even matchup and he kept telling me, remind me to tell you why at the end of the game, remind me to tell you why. Well, I never figured out why, because he had more drinks and more drinks and more drinks, Mm -hmm. but, uh, we, we had a really good time. Uh, I ended up winning one to nothing. Um, I mean, just overall, if you don't have access to the bigger people, snotlings are much worse than halflings. Well, and it might have been that particular snotling. And then snotling tree men are much better than trolls if you're just and, wanting to hit people. And he did not take pump wagons or anything. Right. It was, his build was just like mine. It was two trolls and a bunch of snotlings. Mm-hmm. And like he, he wanted to get morgue and stuff like that. So uh, we had a good time though. It was fun. He was like, really excited to play us, which I always find funny because I always take it as they're like, hey, I finally get to beat your ass. <laughs> they, you know, they hear us through this goofy podcast and stuff. And yeah. it's, still, it's still funny to me when people come up and they're really excited to see us. So uh, yeah, we had someone else there. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. <sighs> Forget his name. English accent. Fan of the podcast. I apologize if you get your name. I'm really bad with names, and uh, I blame Scott. It wasn't Scott Waring, was it? I don't. Yeah. Mark mark this, because this is where I'm going to ask you. Well, it no, wasn't... I'm not going to cut it. it. Just We don't know. It happens. Oh, my gosh. You're a terrible person. Why? Because I wanted to find out who it was. It was Christian. Oh, see, there you go. I knew if I, put you on the, if I put you on the spot, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was Christian. I told you, I'm, I'm horrible with names. Okay. And I apologize, Anyways, Christian, or whoever it was. I, I, I'm almost for sure that it was Christian that came up to us and said, I've listened to your podcast. So he was excited to see us and stuff. So He's cool welcome to, to write an email, tell us his name, and yell at us for forgetting his. And Especially uh, if we got it wrong. Happy to give him <laughs> a, a, a legit shout-out. That's fine. Um. So, yeah. I, anyways. Dave never explained to me, and by after round one, Dave was pretty much gone in the beer. So, and like, did you he, win? Yeah, I, I won. I won one. Okay, I, so I said that already. Let's go ahead and take this into my round two, which was playing Dave, mm. who uh, you're right is already a, a few sheets to the wind, and he is feeling good. Um, as I have my uh, full team. He was able to induce Morg, and uh, Morg was beating the ever-loving crap out of me every single turn. <laughs> that game, the first six, seven turns, every single time he's hitting someone, taking him off the pitch, whether it's a knockout or a casualty or whatever, it was ridiculous. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to win, and then... Nuffle just decided to kick him in the nuts. And the ball went flying. It went to one of my people. My people ran away. I had more speed. I was able to get away. I think I went up one nothing at the half. Then I received the ball. And, yeah, after that, 
I was just running around circles around him, and Morg decided to completely give up any pretense of being a good player and just be drunk. So I beat him <laughs> pretty handily. Now, again, him drinking might have helped a lot, but um, it was it was so scary there at the beginning when that freaking Morg was just destroying me. I'm very glad that I didn't have to face off against Morg. <laughs> and so far... Like, the few times that I've played against Snotlings, every game has turned into that. And, like, first half, I couldn't hurt a Snotling. I couldn't do a damn thing. And then second half, you know, it all turns around, and I just end up destroying them and win. Well, I mean, hey, that's good, right? For I'm you? not complaining, yeah. Um, I forgot to mention, in game one with me and Dave, when we did bid on our stadiums, I lost the bid which was good because it gave me just enough money to get a halfling chef. Oh, okay. And against Dave, I took away, you know, cause you roll three times in the first half and three times in the second half. Mm-hmm. I took away five of six rerolls. Jeez. Yeah. Did he so, have like, many? I think he had uh, let me at least quick. two, but I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, He, he rostered called. two, but still. Okay. So you took but away still, all of his every turn, every half. Right, which is amazing, you know. Keeping people from being able to re-roll anything is uh, nice. Pretty, pretty big. Yeah. Uh, round two, I played against Colton McLean. He had a Skaven team and a Sloping Pitch. Um, I I was tempted with that team. What's that? I was tempted to do that. Yeah, well, he had the guy because you could get, you know, you could make your guys faster or mm-hmm. have. Um, sprint you know and sure feet and stuff like that so yeah. he i noticed his roster though he had 11 players and i thought okay 11 players who can way outrun me they're outstrengthening me but i'm gonna do my very best to bash his face in. yeah um, i i was fortunate enough to get the kickoff that you know he kicked off to me i Long story short, over the course of the game, I stole five out of six rerolls again. Jeez. So the halfling chef was on fire. The I got the ball first half. I drove all the way down the pitch. Uh, I had the sloping pitch in my favor because he wanted it in his favor the second half. Um, I just ground it and ground it and ground it. And I, I took deep root and I took um, what's the other lady uh carla van kill or whatever okay yeah i i took those two i believe and uh, i know for sure it was deep root um and i just hit people and hit people and you know i was cracking some scaven armor i mean deep root is really freaking good with that plus two mighty blow like that is deep root was good before but yeah with plus two amazing yeah um so I just kind of caged up and slowly plotted down. And um, I scored on my turn eight. It gave him one turn, but, you know, he didn't have the sloping pitch, so it didn't matter. And then he started the second half with six players. And <laughs> I kicked the ball off to him. I think it was a high kick. He caught it. He went up, handed it off with the sloping pitch and his go for it, or rushes and the sprint. He scored one turn. Before I ever had a turn in the second half, it was tied <laughs> one to one. Yeah. But he had six players. And I thought, as long as I can pick up this ball, he's never going to. I mean, like, if well, I yeah, can. Yeah, because I have you're going to hit them. three of them with trees. Right. 
because he has to line up three. And I thought, just as long as I don't crap the bed on my dice rolls, I'll be okay. Yeah. And I picked the ball up with uh, Carla Von Kill, and then I caged up around her, so he had to have a four-strength person. And I just hit, hit, caged, hit, hit, caged. And at one point, I got within striking distance. It was probably about turn five, maybe. And I don't know if he thought I was being... I don't think he was thinking I was being a bad sport. I think he just thought, I'll pull all my guys away because I only have like five guys at this point left. Yeah. I'll pull these guys away and just let them score, and then I'll keep going. <laughs> he goes, and then my next turn, he's like, you're not going to score? And then I said, no, man. I said, if I score, I said, your one-turn score is over there still. I can't yeah. hurt him. I said, if he, if he wasn't on the pitch, I might. I said, but... I have to just hold on to this ball. So either you're going to do a crazy play to bust into my cage and tackle me, and you're going to either get a tie or a win, or I'm going to win on my last turn because even if they call, call time, I'm going to score on my last turn because it was even turns. Mm-hmm. And I think he realized, like, I don't know if he was, like, playing maybe, like, I'll trick him into scoring because that's what I would try. I mean, so I'm not yeah. bad-mouthing him. No, <laughs> I mean, all. you have to do what you have to do. Yeah, and um, then I think he realized, like, oh, crap. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. Man, I remember playing the Chaos Pact guy in Virginia that one time, again with my Pro Elves, and I'd gotten to, I was up um, by one touchdown, and instead of, you know, I received the ball, instead of going forward and trying to score again because that didn't help me any, I just ran to the end zone and put a giant wall of people between me and my ball carrier. And there was uh-huh. literally nothing he could do. So it was either the whole half or like six turns or something to where I'm, I just, here you go. Try to go through two rows of people to hit me. You can't. So you can keep trying to hit me, but it's not going to ever work. Right. And I, I don't and feel I mean, bad that was... because that's, I mean, it's a tournament. Right. It, and that's what, you know, I said, I said, yeah, this is tournament. If this was league. And I think he knew, uh, Colton also told me like, he, I think he stayed up all night painting his team and stuff. So he was like, he was running on fumes as uh, well. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of us there that was tired, but I had a really fun game with him and it ended up winning two to one. He was a really nice guy. He took as many guys as I'd like peeled off the pitch. Mm-hmm. He took it very, very well. I mean, I would have, I even told him, I said, dude, I don't know how you're, controlling and he's like well what am i gonna do and i'm like well that's true yeah so round one i had five casualties let's see i i had seven casualties i think against dave right i'm trying to look here trying to tell this story and i'm not doing well i had five casualties against dave round one i had four against uh colton in round two um so now we're at round three steve would you like to talk about yours sure i will go first so my round three starts, and I'm playing against car mate Matt Strickland. And he's taking... Yeah, I know. We drive all the way to tournament and play someone we came with. But it happens. Yeah, that, ha- that happens. Yeah, sure. and he's playing Underworld. Um, so he's got a ogre, or excuse me, a rat ogre, a couple of blitzers, cup throwers, some clan rats, some goblin linemen, some snotlings. And... It just, the funny part about this one is I think he was going for 
trying to clear people off. So he wanted the pitch that did the plus one to casualties. And I I was kind of sort of playing the game that I have more movement than everybody else. So the uh-huh. pitch that I picked would be um, everyone gets minus one movement, which didn't hurt me too much, but it could really hurt him. So it was interesting. I was like, you know, I don't want him to get his pitch because that that could be really bad against me because my armor is not great to begin with and he's going to hurt me. But I don't want to give him enough money for a good inducement. And I bid, and his rationale was the same thing. Like, he didn't want me to get my pitch, and he didn't want to give me much money for inducements. So we showed each other a bid, and it was 90000 each. <laughs> so <laughs> we both exactly bid ninety. There was no extra funky pitch rules in place, and we just played the game. And um, I just ended up winning. I can't remember by how much, because I didn't keep notes. I uh, I can actually tell you. Well, like, maybe I can tell you. I should have printed you won, off. Looks like two. Two one. That's what I have here. Okay, I believe that. Yeah, two to one. Yeah. You had two categories. He had one. Yeah, nothing major, but um, just played the game. Gotcha. I can't remember crap. Uh, that's okay. I'm trying to remember who I played around. Here, I'll have to go over here and look at Dean's like weird stats here. I don't next think up I on played Dean's Christian. Weird stats. What's that? Said so next up on Dean's weird stats. Oh, I think uh, <laughs> Christian was not the guy who listened to the podcast because I think I played him last round. <laughs> ah. that's, a, that's why I think that name uh, stuck out. <laughs> um, he he wanted the. He wanted to play on the uh, like the stone pitch that gave the plus one to armor when yeah. they hit the ground. He had a Norse team that was full of mighty blow, and, and uh, I mean like four mighty blows. It was your standard Norse team, four mighty blow, and everybody had block. And uh, he won the bid with his solid stone, and so I was really torn between taking like a ball carrier like Carla Von Gill to get, you know, a four strength ball carrier. And then I was also like, Doug might really help me out here. Um, what was your record at this point? I'm one, I'm two Oh, okay. Two at this point. And so I really, I rolled the dice cause I was so torn. Like, do I have a good ball carrier? Or do I have two people that maybe can peel off some of these Norse uh, players off the pitch? Cause it's going to hurt them just as much as me. And I rolled the dice and I, I took Zug randomly and Deep Root, which kind of ruined my fun a little bit because I didn't expect to really win maybe any matches. I thought like I, I figured at some point when I start losing, I would just try some silly guys like, all right, fine, I'll take Helmet Wolf. I'll take the the uh, goat guy, Rumble Sheepskin or whatever his name yeah. is. <clears throat> but I was doing well and the dice were doing good and Halfling Chef was doing good. So anyways. I had um, those two guys. The first four, this was the first player that I played that didn't want to share dice. And in my brain, I'm like, oh, sharing dice is so much better than not sharing dice. But we didn't share dice, so I started to have to, I had to roll my own dice. I did get 
once again in this game, five out of six re-rolls from my halfling chef, which really helped. Um, the first four turns were utter crap. I mean, just double skulls, rolling one, re-roll ones, that type of stuff over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And I already used all my re-rolls before I got to turn four. It was so bad. I went over to Gary and I usually don't do this, but I, I couldn't stand anymore. I was like, Gary, just give me a pair of dice. He goes, what do you mean? I go, just a different pair of dice. He goes, okay. And so I switched that dice <clears throat> and um, I didn't have as bad of luck from that point on. So <laughs> um, he, sco- he scored to make it one nothing. Um, I actually got to his ball carrier a few times and managed to get the ball loose and it got thrown down you know, towards the pitch that helped me out. I had a guy who picked it up and then I went, I went for it just too many times to get out of distance of him. And I, you know, rolled a one, which was really frustrating. And then he managed to score, I think on his last turn, maybe. So we went to the second half. I was down one, nothing. This is the first time that I started like losing some players. It's kind of worried actually. And I was like, well, you know, I had a tournament. Well, he kicks off the ball, and I thought, well, it's not over yet. I think he only had 10, or I'm sorry, 11 or 12 players. I can't remember. It wasn't a lot. And I thought, maybe I can grind him down, and I can tie this game, and we'll we'll be (laughs) one-to-one. Or maybe I can injure enough players where I can score by turn five and then kick off again. Uh, We didn't talk about how Dean had a really crazy – uh, kickoff table. Oh, here. yeah. You rolled um, two D12s, so you had way more results than normal. <laughs> and um, I didn't get many of the weird ones. Um, I got the one in this half. I was thinking, like, no big deal. I can cage up. I got I got basically, f- you know, four big guys. I can cage up, slowly pot down the field. I had a few casualties by this time, so I thought I still have a chance. And more than anything, I was really going for the hits first because I was thinking even if I don't win this game, I probably don't have enough points to get first or second, but I have a chance to get casualties because I was also playing the guy who had a lot of casualties. I think he was one behind me. So truthfully, with this game, you're Mm 2-0. Typically, you're in the shot for first place if you just win the game. Mm-hmm. Did you really feel like you had no chance because you didn't have enough touchdowns to win the whole tournament? Yes, I felt like I had no chance to win okay. the whole tournament because that's what I was but curious I, about. Because I, I mean, you obviously you were doing well with the casualties, so if you feel like you can't win it, do you just then focus only on casualties? And that's what you've been saying. Well, and yeah, that's what I was thinking. Was like I, I still really wanted to do the best I could because yeah. like. I feel like I do better when I worry less about trying to get some best touchdowns or most casualty awards and just play the game mm-hmm. for the most part. But I was I was hitting before I'd move with the ball. Anyways, he, he kicked off the ball, and it split into two. So we had oh, two balls. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, protecting one little halfway ball carrier is one thing. Now i got to try to protect two because it was the first person to score with one. Oh, you know what? We got that, but it didn't hit the ground. So we ruled that it didn't come into play. Oh, because it never... Because it says when it hits the ground, it goes into two, and it never hit the ground. It was caught. Interesting. So, yeah, I forgot about that. 
so <laughs> I did my thing. And I'm not kidding you, Steve. I think this might be one of the best played games I've ever had because I managed to cage and then have like rotating, like flowing walls around that cage to keep tackle zones everywhere and be a real pain in the ass with two guys in the middle of the cage. It was not a square cage. It was a rectangle cage. <laughs> right. With wings on it and stuff. And I ground down, ground down, and I got him down to like, I think I had seven casualties. Yeah, I had seven casualties in this game by Jeez. the end of it. Um, and <laughs> I was three squares away. And once again, you know, he was like, I don't know what to do. He's like, he was, he realized what I was doing about turn three. He's, he pulled his guys back and he's like, if I put my guys next to you, you're just going to smash me. That's what you're hoping for. And I was like, you're darn right. I am. <laughs> yeah. And you're down to, you, you don't have many guys left. And so he just played off the ball really smart too. And then finally he's like, you're going to wait to the last turn. Aren't you? You're okay with a tie. And I said, if I don't tie you, I lose this game. <laughs> And I said, you know, there's not enough time for me as a halfling coach to kick the ball to you and somehow get it back. I said, so, yeah, I said, you're either going to do something amazing to to win one nothing or I'm going to tie this game on the last play of the game. And um, that's fair. And then anyways, stuff happened. Some dodging happened. He fell down. You know, he didn't have re-rolls. He actually rolled really good for me having all his re-rolls it was frustrating because he never had that moment where he rolled the double skulls and stuff. And it didn't really happen until like, I think turn seven of the second half. Um, but I took one of my ball carriers and I shot him out because he didn't have any, he didn't have enough players to put one in scoring position. And I thought that might tempt him to go after that ball carrier, which leaves the other guy free just to run right in. Yeah. Right. So um, I was pretty proud of my, like I played, I think even if I would have lost some of those games, like strategically, I played really, I was really happy with how I played Good. and the results showed that. So I was like, I was a happy Scott because I said, man, if, you know, if I, I thought there'd be a ton of fast teams and I couldn't hold on mm -hmm. to anything, but uh, it worked out really well. And I learned that deep root is a, you know, I, <laughs> in the past, I would not have taken deep root. I'd like to take, I used to like to take Zara the Slayer and uh, the other little tree lady, the willow rosebark. Uh, Rose yeah, but she's not. You know. Yeah, but, but I mean, man, when I would deep, do... deep, deep root is the guy to take with that plus two mighty blow every time he hits you. Like is really brutal. I almost won best casualties at Chaos Cup with deep root. I know. So like now that he has plus two, it's even better. Right. So I ended up tying that game on the last turn. And we tied one to one, and I was pretty happy with the results. Considering the first four turns were pretty bad for me, and a good coach, like I said, he recognized exactly what I wanted him to do, and he wouldn't play into me <laughs> until it was time for him to like. Well, I got to do something before you just, you know, just tie this up and end the yeah. game. So, um, let me try to here to find. You already have the results, don't you? Uh, uh, yeah. Mike Patterson winning. He did. Uh, Griffin Hume was the only Shocker. person to score against him. Um, I don't know. You mean to check? I mean, it doesn't really matter. I was just curious. You mentioned it, so no, you didn't score on him. You uh, got beat three to nothing that first round. Sorry, that, that sounds about right. 
Yeah, it was bad. Jason Campbell was the only person to score two with him, and that was in round three, and Jason lost four to one. And he came in uh, second, right? Jason Campbell came in second. So this is how it played out with three rounds, and you got to remember wins were 30 points and touchdowns were 10 points. Mike Patterson had 193 points. Jason Campbell was second with 156 points. Um, they both got little awards. I don't think there was a third-place award, but no. Mark Teach uh, got 145. And he you actually, got he ended up getting um, the Gutter Runner Award for most touchdowns, and it was his birthday. And it was his birthday. It was nice seeing him. I miss him. Yeah. Uh, Rabbi 420. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, you got fourth place. I did. With 144 points. Huh. And then I ended up getting fifth place with 137 points. Oh, so out of the top five people, I'm the only one to get Bupkis, as always. Yeah. I, I never mean, get I awards. Mean, yeah, I ended up getting most casualties. I think my grand total was 16 or something like that. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I had 16 Christian who I played the last round. He had 13. So he was, uh, you know, he was right behind me on that. And then what was the other awards? Throttling bottom. Um, was it award? That was the wooden spoon. Okay. That was so Derek. that went to Derek. Yep. And uh, then uh, there was best storm went to Scott. W. Scott W. Uh-huh. Scott Warren. <laughs> yeah, and then the most injured. Uh, take a guess who that went against. Um, Dave Hanrath. Yes. And <laughs> did he care? No. No, he did not. No. He was happy to get something. So. He was very happy the whole day. Was there any other awards? Um, that you can remember? Best Painted. Biggest Oh, rat. yeah, there was the Best Painted. You have that? Eben Crow. I don't know who that is. What What's was the, the NAF name? name? Eben Crow. Oh, Eben Crow. Let me see if I can find this in Dean's stats of stats. Dean's of stats. stats of stats. I mean, dude, he has like all sorts of stats. It's crazy. I guess I could look on the member list. It might tell me his real name. Oh, I had it somewhere here. I just got to find it. Josh Whitley. Okay. Yep. Nice. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, we're so used to, like, Chaos Cup or Oklahoma will have, like, 10 awards. I think Dean had six, which is plenty for a small tournament like that. So they were really cool-looking, like, shards of Warpstone. I guess they were 3D printed. Yeah. And um, so I got a shard of Warpstone with, for Most Brutal, and I was, like, sky high because I, I played well, and it worked out. <laughs> and I won some games with Halflings, which I – told Gary, I was like, dude, if I win one game, remind me if I'm bitching that I'd be happy with one win this weekend. So I was happy with the two wins. The first round, I, I made so many dumb mistakes just having not played in a while. And right with the I mean, positioning I had to do, and I, I, I went full bore trying to get Griff out of the bounds, and it just didn't work. And when it doesn't work, it just goes sideways. Right. Griff is a great star player. I keep thinking they're going to up his value, but they haven't yet. So, yeah, maybe they're selling so many Griff models they're never going to change his price. Possibly. Overall, it's a ton of fun. Um, I have no real complaints. I wish the food was cheaper. That was the main thing. 
Uh, we went That's to In and Out afterwards, and I don't get it. It's, it's, bleh. In and Out, it was yeah. great. It's no better than McDonald's. Oh, you are such a you said their you're fries such a are so man. weird. Oh, they're they are weird. You got to eat them while they're hot. That's why I get them covered in cheese yeah. and. Well, see that doesn't count. Fries. Like the, the just regular fries that have like a texture like, like styrofoam. Oh, Steve. I don't know. But their burgers are so good. No, the shake was fine. <laughs> anyway, Steve didn't like it in that burger. We all ate it. It was so funny. <laughs> Gary was hell bent on eating that. And what did you say? You said something like, we can go somewhere else. And he goes, I'll take you somewhere else. But I'm eating in and out. <laughs> That's fine. I, I didn't, honestly, I don't care. It's good enough. It's just, I don't understand the appeal. And I think we made it back by 1030. 1030, 11, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we did pretty good for a venture out of Blood Bowl Day. Um, Steven, you did actually win a raffle. You, uh, a gentleman oh, yes. won. I think it was Christian won the raffle for the Creek, um, whatever his name is, Creek Russ Gouger. Yes. And you won a halfling team. And I said, I'll buy that halfling team for you if I could you know, swap it with the other guy. And I went over there and you said, go for it. And I went over there and talked to him. And he said, are you sure you want to switch a whole team for one miniature? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine with that. I already have a halfling team. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And then I paid Steve some cash. <laughs> yeah, so essentially my entry and food was free. So I'm fine with that. I just had to yeah. pay gas. And I had a cool uh, cool miniature. So it was a good time. Uh, it was actually really nice seeing everybody. It was. So. It's always nice seeing everyone. That's the main reason to get out and do it. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think that wraps this up. Yeah, um, along those lines, Let's... you know, I was talking to someone about the tournament, and they enjoy Blood Bowl. They collect... They don't go to tournaments. And I get what? it. I get it with life and stuff, and there's not a whole lot around them. I'm like, it's it's just a whole different thing. You know, playing at home is great. Playing in a league's awesome. Playing at tournaments, though, is really where you build that camaraderie. Because you see people that you haven't I haven't we haven't seen Mark since before the pandemic. Oh, so like three yeah. years ago. You know, Mark pulled me aside and, you know, he's on Facebook, but he's not super active or anything right. on Facebook. And he pulled me aside. He goes, hey, man, I just want to let you know, like, I know I don't, like, reach out like I should. <laughs> he said, but I've been, I watch you <laughs> and I see when you post, like, you're playing board games and stuff. And he goes, I just think that's really cool. You're always playing board games. And, man, I, I wish maybe me and my wife will sometime we'll drive up there and we'll just play board games with you. And I said, cool. just give it a heads up. I mean, like, that'd be fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah. Anyways, if, I, thought, if, I thought that was cool and nice of him. If you don't go to tournaments or if you're apprehensive about it or don't know if you would enjoy it, I'm one of the most introverted people you'll find. And I still love going out and talking to people and hanging out and doing stuff. So it's mm -hmm. well worth it. I agree tremendously like even i go like i've had a rough week or whatever maybe i shouldn't go and i might have even said that that morning like, <laughs> yeah really exactly tired. and then by the end of it i was like great this is awesome i wish we had another one in two weeks mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so um i to the texas guys and i know a lot of people play down in houston and a lot of people play down in austin and san antonio I sure 
And I sure do like these Dallas area tournaments because it allows me to get there and come back in the same day. Yeah. Just saying, wink, 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 wink. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, I think that wraps this up. We'll come back and we will talk some Amazons and some League Talk. Welcome back, and we are now going to be talking about the new Amazons we just saw eh, about a week ago at this point, and what we think about them, and what do you think about them? So Just give I'm, me your overall impression, and then we'll uh, go into the minutiae, and I'll start by <laughs> complaining. Uh, I don't like them, but I probably don't like them for different reasons than you might not like them. Uh, so first off, they are the Kara Temple Harpies, which, awesome name. Kara, like someone said, it's a combination of Kara Levon Kill and Zara, the Slayer. Most likely that's on purpose. Is it? Because I, I don't I hope so. so. Okay, I hope that's so. fair. I don't know. Let's say they did. Uh, if so, awesome. Can't complain about that at all. Um... So we know that they have no catchers now, right? I mean, that's what it looks like, right? We have linemen, we have like blitzers, we have blockers, and we have throwers? Yep. So I'm assuming that the throwers probably going to be about the same. The blockers, though, are we going to assume that they may be the blitzers now, that they have block because they're called blockers? So let's talk about this real quick. And I haven't studied the miniatures. Um, They look kind of like Aztec warrior looking things. Mm -hmm. Um, They have snakes wrapped around their arms and stuff. Only the throwers. Is, is the blocker the piece that is crouching that has like the Wolverine claws? Yes. Or is that is the blocker? I would assume so. so. the, The bigger girl is the blitzer. Um, I think the blitzers are the ones on one leg. Okay. I thought it was the opposite. I thought the ones with the three claw, like the hand claws, I thought those were the blitzers. And I, I to me, the girls on one leg look like they're bigger girls. Oh. And they Maybe. were the blockers. But I think I was miss... I just think I. that's just what I labeled them as oh you're probably I, right I'm because not... the ones you call blitzers um have full masks i think no i think so too and that's why i thought maybe they are the so the we blitzers. okay we just need to talk about something and there's not an easy way to do it so let's just throw some stuff out there i like the models that they're not overtly sexual they are showing a lot of skin it works for the theme you know, but they're not overtly sexualized. You're not seeing butts. You're not seeing cleavage. Awesome. Don't have any issue with that. I think it's cool that they're painted different shades. They're not just all pasty white. Awesome. Cool. You know what I really don't like about this team? And it took me a while to figure out what it is. Okay. I don't like the masks. I don't like that every single one of them has a mask or a helmet. And I for some reason, like the armor is only there in the shoulders and that just feels like an odd choice to me. That's fair. 
I mean, I'm assuming if nobody knows, I mean, some people know who playtested this, but I mean, nobody, people can only speculate. I think we're still going to get a low armored team, obviously. Right. So I, I think that works. Think, I don't think we're going to get everybody with dodge. No, um, I'm guessing not. I'm, I can see why you say that about the mask. They look like something like a high priest in a, in a typical, like, Aztec yes. Indiana Jones movie would wear. Like if a cup if only the Blitzers had them, it'd be amazing. Like the Blitzers have a and I kind of think cuz if you look at a couple of the masks, they look very Norse-like in a way. So maybe they're trying to match Time them there. That. Which once we get the book would be cool. But, you know, give the throwers a helmet that they don't have anything on the face. Give the Blitzers a helmet that completely covers the face. Maybe the line women don't have helmets. You know, it's just everybody has helmets. Oh, this Blood Bowl. I, yeah, I know. Blood. And other people said that too. And I think I, I think it's just me. I don't know what I, I want. I've heard some people say they look too manly. But I also I think that. like it kind of fits the Amazon theme of like, yeah. these are warrior women who, you know, go hunt. They build their own stuff, blah, blah, blah. And if they just had shoulder pads and no arm stuff, I think I'd like that better, too. They do have armor all the way down their arms, it looks like. Right. I'm, I'm not, I don't know. Um, I don't care for it. I, that's my main thing is if I could take that armor off and take the helmets off and have some that just didn't have that, but they had the shoulder pads, I would probably like it better. So... Maybe. My biggest complaint about this, <clears throat> and you're going to say, I've heard this a hundred times, Scott. Well, you're going to hear it a hundred Yeah, the figures on one it, foot. There's so many figures on one foot. Most of I, them. You know, I hear other people say, that doesn't bug me. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you something. Steve played a, a new guy in our league who was playing his Lizard Man team. The gentleman bobbled his little miniature about eight inches off the pitch Playing on not a hard pitch, but like a, a one of those uh, mats that Steve has. Yeah, the roll-up mats that we get from Jack, and he broke his skink. But that I think that was one that he had filed off and pinned and didn't glue and didn't set properly. Well, either way, it broke. I'm not disagreeing, only, but yeah, it only has one point, and uh -huh. some of these are on their tippy toes. A lot of them. And I hate this pose. I've hated it <laughs> going back to those the stupid elf union catchers jumping up in the air on their tippy toes. Mm -hmm. I've always hated this. And we don't even have the little slotta based things anymore where you can have some stability. And it drives me insane that they can't put, you know, they did it with a few miniatures where you have like blades of grass to kind of give them some stability. Yeah. Next to it. They don't even do that. And I, I truly hate this to a point, and they don't care. They're going to sell a million of these, and I'm not going to buy them. I'm not going to buy them because I don't like all these players on one foot. Yeah. It just looks stupid. And I hate it when I'm playing. I play two Necro guys who have the new models. The models look great overall, but the zombies that are just like walking on one foot and stuff, I see those fall over. They, they feel brittle. It's always like, oh, be careful with that. 
it happens. And I don't yeah. want to play with fragile models. I just don't. You handle them way too much in Blood Bowl. Mm -hmm. Maybe in Warhammer, you know, you're <laughs> you're taking your tape measure, you're moving your unit up. You're the only guy that ever touches them. But in Blood Bowl, we all know people push models back and they sit them down, and that's perfectly okay. Yeah. It's just they had a great idea, I think. I hate all the one-footed models. Some of them are just some of the dumbest one-footed poses ever, if you ask me. Like, one of the throwers <laughs> is, I think both of them are legit just on the tippy toes. Well, there's a lineman that's that I way, think too. They're, yeah, they're the same model, so never mind. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yes, but the throwers are on the tippy toes as well. Yeah, just straight up. I mean, I mean like these blitzer models, or what I'm calling the blitzer models, where they have the, the claws, like yeah. Wolverine. They're they're kind of crouching, and mm -hmm. there's that's a great dynamic pose. That is a great I'm in motion pose. I don't know why we can't have more stuff like that, but they're never going to change it. They want these. I don't care what they say. I think they also know that some of these break, and people will go buy a new kit. Maybe. Um, Maybe. Overall, um, I'm okay with them. I think this will be a team that will benefit from customization a lot. Painting yeah. the hair differently, painting the armor different, and as it is, it's okay. I mean, I think the colors that they chose to paint them are, yeah, like you said, just okay. Um, but I don't know what would have been better for, like, studio model right. colors. So, um, so feedback from the store, since these have been introduced, it's funny that probably out of all the models introduced lately... I've heard about six different people that I didn't even know that Blood Bowl existed to them mention, hey, I just saw Amazon's got released. I, we're thinking about maybe playing or buying some of those. They look really cool. So Good. they might not be getting the old school guys like me and you. It is grabbing some new people to at least look their way. So that's good. That's great. Yeah. And I honestly, I'm glad they're coming back. I'm curious what they're going to do with the roster because I think with the inclusion of blockers, those are probably going to get blocked, and the Blitzers are not. You think? I I want to say that the Blitzers are going to get Juggernaut, but if they do that, I'm going to have to send them an email. Like, you can't just give the, the one female team Jugs. Come on. Oh, gosh. That's just you not said, right. You set that up, didn't you? Well, yeah, but still, it's true, right? I mean, kind of, but still. I think that's a little reaching. It is. Um... I think we're going to see less dodge. I think you still might see. The question is, is what changes, you know, before you had two catchers and four blitzers, I wonder, are you going to get four blockers and two blitzers now? Probably. I would think. And if they do that, they still might come with block and dodge. Um, Maybe, but, but I, I don't think the linemen are going to get dodge. I just don't think that's going to happen, but they might get finned. Fend would or be a good choice, or something along those lines. Yeah, I can see the 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 blockers getting brawler, but I mean that just seems like obvious things, and I'm sure they're going to be clever about it. I do find it funny because we talked about it last episode how all these teams of legends, once they get modified, you know, GW wants to make sure that me and you have to go buy a new box mm -hmm. or modify our old figures to match the current rosters, which. Business-wise, I get it. That's a smart idea on their end. So an interesting thing about that, and this ties into something that they also released, 
they're doing a star player that they released called Boa Constrictor. And yes. it's Boa Constrictor. A lot of S's. The worst name ever, period. I'm not arguing it. It just is. Anyone who likes it is an idiot. I'll fight you to the death. Second, it is, um, second to yeah, that. It's a bad name. In the when they did the release of the team, they showed the throwers. They had little, you know, verbiage thrown up on the screen talking about different positions and stuff. Well, Mindy Pie Whistle had this to say about the throwers. Get this. I heard the Python Warrior throwers aren't even real snakes. Lucky they've got those boa constrictors in it. So, someone mentioned Maybe the boa constrictor was supposed to be a position. Mm. So it could have been a position, or both throwers have snakes on their arms. I don't know how that's supposed to help them throw. But the way that this reads, lucky they've got those boa constrictors. But it's spelled the same exact as the star player. And I don't know how snakes help you throw. So hmm. someone's like, well, maybe instead of catchers or whatever, they're supposed to have boa constrictors who would serve a different purpose. And then they changed it into a star player? And then they changed it into a star player instead. But, but didn't, didn't change the wording. <laughs> Either way, even if they're returning, referring to the snakes for some reason, they're calling them boa constrictors. And the freaking star player's name is Boa Constrictor. I hate this with so much passion because the model looks amazing. The model, as I was say, the model, you know, lucky for, for GW, most people are going to look past this because the model is beautiful. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a pain in the ass to put together, but it is a beautiful, well-designed looking model. Um, it, See, and look at his... Somebody mentioned, like, maybe instead of the unicorn that me and you were saying, yeah. maybe they were going to have this as the big guy, and then they just changed it to... Yeah, like you could take two big guys, a boa constrictor right. or something. Yeah, um, so See, I don't know. I don't... And look at this guy's armor. This feels better than what the team is, because he has the shoulder pads, he has the round neck piece... And he just has little things on his forearms. He doesn't have his whole upper body looking to be covered in place. Just it just and yeah, it's well designed. I agree. right. It just bugs me so much because it's such a horrible name. And I know there's so many people like, well, but it it fits the fluff and blah 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 blah. There's so many other jokey snake things you could have done before this. I mean, um, talk about, do you have the the special power he has for the story special powers? Uh, no. No, I don't. It's okay. pretty bad, though. It's not bad. It's like, could be really amazing. No, it's not. You, you read in the Is same that the one... one isn't that the one where he can go up to somebody nope. and he can just have them give him the ball? Nope. Uh, let me go and find it, and I will read it for you. Blah, blah, right. blah. Yep. Look into my eyes. Once per game, if Boa starts his activation marking an opposing player with the ball, 
he may roll a d6. Uh, okay. On a I one, didn't... nothing happens. On a two plus, the opposition player loses possession of the ball. Boa immediately gains possession of the ball, and his activation immediately ends. How is that ever going to be useful? So he has to start next to the. You have to start next to the ball carrier. It, he rolls the dice. He gets it in his hand. His turn ends. Uh huh. Okay. Maybe it's not as great as I thought. So unless this is hero clicks, where you can use telekinesis and move him into position, and then use it, and then block the other people away and cage up around him, that's horrible. Well, maybe they think like if you push the ball carrier next to him, then his activation yeah. begins there. I mean, but it's it's not going to happen as much as I thought. But that means be. that you got a hit on the ball carrier and you're yeah. able to put it right next to the guy. And yeah, I, I agree. I, I see it now. I, I did not read it as in fine detail as you did. So. Right. I, I, and I don't understand Do you know how much it. he's going to be. Do we know his skills? No, I didn't say it. Okay. We just oh, it that. didn't say his skills. Uh, it didn't say completely, but it gave a sense of him. Okay. I'd well, have to go back and look. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, model looks good. I'm sure it's going to be a forty dollar plus he, model. Yeah, he has a MA of six. Prefers the position of runner, using skills such as dodge, sidestep, sidestep, and safe pair of hands. So, yeah, I mean, you could theoretically somehow move him to the ball carrier if you hit someone into him and blah, blah, blah. I hate it. I just, I love the look of him. I hate the name, and I hate the power. And I'm sure he's going to be six movement, dodge, sidestep, safe pair of hands, loner, be 230, and never be used. Okay, so what's funny about this star player is after we played back when I was in high school and we played through our very first second edition season and we started another Blood Bowl League after that that was not 40 teams and you know we tried to take some different teams. Robert, my buddy Robert, uh, he wanted to try Dwarves. So he came up with the Sandif Sand Dwarves <laughs> is what the team name was. And he asked us if we mind him having a special player, you know, before we started the season. And we said, maybe. And so he drew up this picture of like this worm guy. Basically he looks almost exactly like the snake guy, yeah. except he didn't have a snake head. He had like a monster looking, you know, was his name earthworm. Head. No, his name was no, earthworm. Jim wasn't around. Um, but he had an ability where he could, instead of like leap over players, he could bury underneath and go and pop up somewhere else for like activations and stuff like that. So That's cool. Got around. <laughs> Anyways, we talked about like, if you, if I could find the picture, it is uncannily like super close to what <laughs> this player looks like. And, you know, we had this back in, you know, 1991. And uh, I think GW stole, stole by ideas he stole their no, ideas it's kind of a generic pose though i know i know that i i know i think his name was that's not uh, i can't remember what his name was but it, but it wasn't earthworm it wasn't earthworm okay. why because it's public constrictor oh i get you his name was earth 
like U R R T H worm W U U U R M. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. <sighs> but yes, I get it. We we got a kick out of seeing that though, because we talked, you know, that, that got uh stirred up conversations among us people from second edition. So yeah. we were really happy to see that. But do you think we are gonna get a you think Amazons are going to have like a large monster on their team? Not after at this. The, not after this. Okay. No, I think if they were going to, they we would have seen it already. Well, it it might. About. Yeah, it might still. Maybe. We don't know. Um. But. I, I kind of wonder if maybe the boa constrictor was supposed to be the big guy for the team. And they just decided to instead of making it a, you know. A big guy is just make it a star. That way you can play for multiple teams. And you can charge more and sell it for mm-hmm. for uh, Forge World. Yeah, because they're not going to put out, you know, regular figures to stores anymore. It's so annoying. Yep. What? It's not official. I'm just saying it's, it's not uh, like, you know, whenever they do a big guy, it's not like they're, they're not going to put the Yeti in the store, are they? I don't think so, but I'm... Not 100% sure on that. Yeah, good. I mean, I haven't seen an opportunity to order it, so I guess it's not. So, yeah, it's just annoying. If if somebody does know different, please correct us because uh, I'd like to order me a Yeti because he's cool looking. Um, anyways, I'm excited about this. Yeah, I am totally ready to now that we're down to like four teams, I'm just totally ready to not do any teams of legends at all. Yeah. Um, I think it's come to that point where we shouldn't. They should um, just be out. And so let's let's blend this into talking about our league. Uh, I only want to really talk about the league because it's been a couple of years because of COVID and stuff. And the last league that we started got to. <laughs> why don't we just it. why don't we just put this to a new segment? Because I'm going to complain about stuff. Oh. Okay. Well, this wraps up the Amazons, <laughs> and then you're going to have a and bonus segment of us talking about some league stuff. Ultimately, ultimately, I'm excited for the Amazons. I am excited to see what the changes are, to see you know the new skills that they use. Hopefully, they don't mess up the team. Um, uh, I'm I'm dying to, to for a spike yeah, magazine. So exactly. I'm definitely not for that, so. But yeah, for we'll sure. be back with some complaining. Okay, so we are back, and let's talk about the league. In the league, I am taking Amazons, so it does okay. kind of flow in from that. And you're right, we are ending up the season. Things are going pretty well. What did you have to say about it? Well, I, you know, I took Old World Alliance, mm-hmm. and first off, I'm going to say <laughs> I've done really well in the league. I had I finished with nine wins, uh, one, I think, is one tie, and two losses, maybe even though I cannot remember having the tie. I know I probably did at some point. I'm calling up my stats now because obviously I'm so dumb I can't even remember. Um, That's how it works. Yeah, I had one draw somewhere along the line there. Um, two losses. Oh, I had the draw against uh, Paul Davies, his uh, awesome cast dwarf team. Um, and I had two losses, one to you, and then one to Ben Burns' um, Necro team, who you both demolished me. But I, I had nine wins. I'm proud to say that um, even though I caught Drew Bucciconi, who's a great head coach in Blood Bowl, I caught him in a bad predicament. He played the Goblin team 
and basically Will's Goblin team wrecked Drew's team, his um, his cast pack team, cast Renegades. He killed the troll of Drew's. He made the um, uh, ogre miss a next game, and I think he hurt another one or two players. Drew ended up having to take a journeyman against me, and he had enough money to buy a naked troll, basically, with no skills. And he Drew had... Yeah, Rat Ogre with block. He had his Ogre with block, and he had his troll with uh, guard. And it was been working really well with him. He's had a lot of casualties this season. And uh, I was very blessed and happy uh, to beat him, even if I did catch him in a predicament. I, I got to finally beat Drew Bucciacone two to nothing, Steve. Nice. It really was a it really was a one to nothing game, and there was some some goofy stuff that happened with dice, you know, like he did a play where he dodged around and all he had to do was the simple stuff with the dark elf and he rolled a one, you know, stuff like that. But you know, that's blood bowl. We had a good time. It was really a one to nothing game. I, I scored on turn eight. Um, but um, I was still happy to, I've never beat Drew in my life. At all? <laughs> no, I've never, ever, ever. I mean, that's, I bet we played each other tournament wise six, seven times. Hmm. And I've tied him maybe once or twice, but I was I was happy to beat Drew because uh, he's like I said he's a great coach and I still think I still think he he will be in our finals uh, against Paul Davies the uh, awesome Chaos Dwarf team. But um, I just wanted to talk about because like it's gonna sound like I'm whining, but I'm really not Chaos or not Chaos. I want to say Chaos Pack, but Old World Alliance is basically the good version of Chaos Pack, right? Right, yeah. Some dwarves. They are so, for my old man brain, I still was like, I had to remember I had Loner on this guy. I had to do this on this guy. This guy doesn't really have block. He has armbar. He has brawler instead of, or instead of tackle, he has armbar, you know, and all these goofy skills because, you know, the dwarves aren't real dwarves. Uh, so many of the players on the team have animosity that I just stopped even trying to ever hand off the ball to like a halfling if he was even open because of animosity everywhere and this and that. So all I'm saying is I'm going to give it my go and I still hope I have maybe I can make a run through the playoffs and have, you know, three or four wins to the finals. But I, when it's time to put down the old world Alliance, I'll be happy to take a break from them <laughs> because I'm just tired of them. Yeah, I can I can understand that. I, like I said, I've been playing Amazons. My whole idea of playing Amazons was a haven't played in them a while. Um, they're painted; don't have to mess with it. And uh, I just enjoy them, but also I wanted to see how passing works with the new rule set because we haven't played a ton with the new rules. This is our first real. I guess, exposure to a lot of the rules. Yeah, this is our first league with 2020 rules. So Yeah. Um, so I'm doing passing a lot, and I decided that my throwers and my catchers, I'll pick skills. Everybody else just goes random. I don't have to worry about it. Um, so I've been passing, and I've been catching and trying to take skills and stuff. And after this, and some tournaments, and playing some Blood Bowl 3 on the beta, and everything else, I'm, I'm done with passing. I hate it. 
I don't like the new changes. I think it has fundamentally screwed up the game to an extent that's no longer fun for a lot of teams and takes away a lot of the excitement of matches. So I agree. Um, yeah, I hate the fact that guys don't have a passing skill at all, even yes. if it was a six. I just absolutely hate that. And me and Drew even commented about this. We were like, here we are. I'm gonna, I am gonna. I tried to pass at the opening kickoff just because I thought win, lose, or draw, I need to get this one lineman one point so I can have a skill going into the playoffs. And so I put him in the back backfield to pick up the ball and maybe throw it. Um, I was fortunate enough that the kickoff went out of bounds and I just handed it to that guy. And I, I told Drew, I was like, don't judge me, but I'm going to use a re-roll if I have to to try to get this guy to complete a pass. And originally I thought I had like a five plus, but I had a four plus with my lineman. But my catcher, for some reason, I guess he sucks worse at throwing <laughs> than a lineman. Because he needs a five plus if it was a little dinky pass. And we just kind of just chuckled at that. It's like, I get they don't want you to pass. You know, they don't want elves to pass and get little points here and there by everybody being able to pass. But I don't think they've solved the problem correctly because no. the wildly inaccurate, man, you, you bring it up. You understand if it was... Um, Let's say a lineman picks up a fumble in the NFL, yeah, and he can still throw it downfield because it's a, a forward pass, and his team hasn't done it. Let's say you understand that the ball went backwards, but if it's Patrick Mahomes without anybody next to him throwing it behind him six squares is ridiculous. Yes, and it's to an extent that I don't even want to pass. Like what? What where's my incentive? And now, um, you're kind of strictly relegated to short and quick passes, and that doesn't. I mean, that's nice, but it's not extremely helpful. Now I'm Dude, I'm coming off I, like people know I play a lot of pro elves in tournaments. That's why I took to the World Cup. I played it for a year leading up to that have a lot of experience with that. And one of the things I love is their ability just to have three people and go end zone to end zone. It gives me a lot of flexibility. I get that. But also, I tend to throw with any team I have, and this it just negates that ability to enjoy myself playing how I want. And I thought of yep. a few different things. And then we'll get to... I'm not trying to cut you off, but I don't want to forget this. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, the a couple I had a list of something I don't know where I put it, but I'm sure I'll find it after we finish recording. Um, the wildly inaccurate should never happen to a thrower. Period. It should probably never happen to anybody who has any ability to throw. So why don't you just make that people with no ability to throw can, but they it goes wildly inaccurate. That would be amazing. You could have a plus six on that mummy yeah. with an asterisk, meaning this guy could throw it backwards. Uh-huh. And I'm perfectly fine with that because they could still possibly throw it forward if they get super lucky. And cool. It's At that point, I'm taking a risk. I'm fine with whatever happens. 
Also, instead of keeping the way that the zones are distributed for zero, minus one, minus two, minus three, or whatever it is now, uh-huh. um, combine the first two zones to zero. Because if you're a thrower, then you should be able to throw anywhere in those zones pretty easily. So it makes throwing a little bit better in the sense of now the most you can have is negative two. You know, make it zero, one, minus one, minus two, or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, a long bomb's still going to be minus two, but, you know, seven squares in front of you, it's just a straight zero. That would help. Um, there are other things, too, but, like, the main thing is that wildly inaccurate has to go. Um, I would, well, I don't know. I keep saying, I keep thinking, like, at some point, we're going to get a new Blood Bowl. We're going to have Blood Bowl 2024 rules. Yeah. Because they're going to sell us a new rule book and a new box set, and they're going to make some tweaks. Because if the game is doing good, that's what they do all the time with Warhammer games. Yeah. Um, so I, I expect that to come because, you know, I think by now, if Blood Bowl was dead, it'd be dead. Like, if it wasn't selling good, it'd already be dead. And so I think that's good for the game that people are buying stuff and supporting it. But I keep thinking, like, with the next incarnation of rules, we're going to get some of that stuff gone. And then at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if enough people are speaking out that they hate it. Maybe they are. I don't know. I've seen enough people post online. There seems to be a a pretty vocal majority that seem to hate it, hate the way it's changed. And it's just things are... Like, even elves, they're not viable to pass anymore. Because why am I going to take the risk when I could, you know, without a thrower, why is my Blitzer going to take a risk to possibly throw it behind him in order to try to throw it forward? That shouldn't happen. Well, I I think in the... I don't have it in front of me, but I don't know where to go look this up, but I think the... Blitzer, like on your Elf Union team, like I think he's like a five plus guy, isn't he? Yeah, Here, I'm gonna look it up right now. I have it right in front of me, uh, which is crazy. And I and I get it; they don't want you to pass with this guy. Blitzers are three plus, so it's not horrible. Oh, okay. but Blitzers. catchers and linemen are still four plus. I, I don't hate that for this team, for example. But yeah. I just laughed at like the human catcher. Is it's harder for him to throw than the lineman? Mm-hmm. I just find that funny. Like, you know, <laughs> not that I expect that human catcher to be a three plus. I'm yeah. not saying that at all, but like, especially for humans, you and, know, like, you know, a lot of people online are saying, you know, if you're complaining about this, then you just don't know how to play or you're not taking the right skills. And okay, fair enough. I haven't played a crap ton with them, um, but I have no incentive to because I hate it. And I've tried to enjoy it. I've tried to see the good sides of it. But, yes, everyone should be able to pass. Wildly inaccurate does not provide any enjoyment to the game. Well, and to, to your example, I hear people saying the same thing. Like, you need to take this skill, and you're going to do this if you're going to throw. Well, to get my thrower some points, to get some star, to mm-hmm. get some skills... I th- I was planning on throwing two. I was going to actually try to utilize my catcher. I was going to try to use that, his speed to like burst it up. My plan was just try to have like a legendary catcher that had a lot of touchdowns. And after a few widely inaccurates, 
I was done. Yeah. And like, I was like, even okay, just trying a short pass and failing, like, I don't mind fumbling. Fumbling happens. That's perfectly fine. That's plenty penalty for anything. But no, just no. Yeah, I agree. And how does that provide any enjoyment to the rules? That's part of where I look at stuff is, you know, new skills that can add enjoyment because you're having different ways of playing, different styles and different things you can do. But this extremely punitive penalty for just attempting to pass and just adds more chaos. And I, you, you and I love chaos, but oh, this is not logical chaos. I really like the idea, and if you're listening, GW, because sometimes I think you do listen to us, but maybe you don't. <laughs> maybe for real, these players that they've taken the stat, the the passing stat away from, maybe those should be plus six for those guys, or six plus. I'm sorry, six plus with an asterisk or something by their by that stat, so they can throw wildly inaccurate, but. If they roll the six, it's Chaos Cup. It's round six. Yeah, You don't have anybody else to throw with. You go, well, I'm going to have to try to throw with this mummy. He's the only guy open. And we all sit around with anticipation and go, holy crap, you rolled yeah. a six to pick up. Here I go. I'm going to throw it. Ah, oh, you rolled a one. Oh, I got a reroll. Or just, oh, it's, man, it's you got wild. a six. You know? And crazy. they already have that sort of because the dash, If you have to go to the rules and it says – Characters with a dash can attempt to throw, but they automatically fumble. So what's the difference? Characters with yeah. a dash can attempt to throw, is only successful on a six, and uh, yeah, uh, other than that, they're wildly inaccurate. Um, well, that might become a house rule next season. It's, it's much better. And throwing... How was it hurting to allow every position to throw? Because we don't see the agility teams just blowing people out of the water left and right. We don't, and that's why Dean ran his tournament, because he wanted to see some of these teams that don't get played. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and nowadays, they really don't get played. Because why would you? You know, like I said, I love pro elves, but I would never take them to the World Cup again. Because you just neutered my team. Because I don't have that ability to throw. Is passing a good idea? No. It's not the best idea. But does it give you a lot of opportunities to make stuff happen when normally you couldn't? Sure did. And when I had an elf team to where I could legitimately, like with Jordell, throw on a 2-plus to a catcher with 8 movement and try to go all, down, all the way down the field, and I had that as an opportunity... Make use of it all the time. I've, it is it is rare to see the big play chance. Yeah. Because you don't even see the big play chance anymore because people, it's so mathematical impossible that they don't even attempt it. So I, I don't I don't know what to say. We'll see. I know it sounds like we're old men griping. I don't know the proper solution, but it just still feels a little bit wrong. And I don't mind having a pass stat. I mean... It has made throwers somewhat important, but I quickly moved away from throwing because, mm -hmm. you know, he, oh, my catcher has nerves of steel. I'll take advantage of this. He's next in a tackle zone. 
just doing a short pass here, minus one. And then yeah, you're like, and for teams where the thrower doesn't come with sure hands or pass, not all of them do, but at that point, yeah, if I'm not going to pass, why even take a thrower? Right. So it really does turn into, well, we wanted to make throwers better. They said they wanted to make the throwing game better. And that is not what's happened. It's made it to where now, unless you really hyper-focalize or focus, uh, which, again, how how do you score points with these people? Because I can't get my people to level up fast by throwing, you know, six inter- uh, completions in a game. Mm-hmm. Or I could take a random skill that doesn't help me. Right. Yeah, <sighs> it needs to be worked on. Um, so, yeah, if... Uh, so... Oh, go ahead. I'll let you finish this up. I don't know. I was just going to say, if anyone out there has a better idea, let us know. I really do want to house rule that wildly inaccurate does not exist unless you have a dash. And then you can pick up the throw. If you get a six, you can pass it normal. Um, otherwise, it's wildly inaccurate. Because this crap of, I okay, well, I'm just going to do a quick pass. Oh, the ball's now four squares behind me. Now I didn't put someone there because why would I? Right. Especially with throwers. Yeah. Because um, there have been times, like, I've been trying, I've just been milking. I've been trying to get one star player point. And like, well, here you go. Throw, oh, nope. Nope, it's a, <laughs> it's behind me. It's going to be even harder now with them out without their catchers. Yeah. So I'm pretty overall. I just want to, if any of people listen from our league, I'd like to give a shout out to you guys. Uh, We started off, I believe the season with about 12 people, maybe 10. I can't really remember. It wasn't too, I mean, we ended, we have 18 different teams in our league. Um, some of those are people playing two different teams. Like they started a team and then one just changed mid seasons, but it looks like we're going to finish the league with 16 players. We're going to have a full 16 players showing, I hope showing up to play the first two rounds of the playoffs. Um, people have been really, really good on our end in our league that we schedule. I schedule, make the schedule. I put the schedule out and people have to get together at any store they want to, or at home to play their games I'm proud to say, like, you know, people played at, like, four or five different stores. That's really awesome. They played at different people's houses. The, you know, we over the course of from January through uh, July, you think at some point two players would say, like, I just can't get together and play. We haven't had that until this month. Mm-hmm. We had a gentleman who plays. He's about a 50-minute drive away. And uh, his car broke down, and he asked if there was any way that you know, he needs to get his car fixed for the playoffs, you know, coming yeah. up. He's like, I just can't get down there. And he messaged and, me uh, and told me that. I'm like, okay, cool. No problem. I just had, you know, I didn't care. He thought he played him. <laughs> and I, I don't play him. So I was you like, know, oh, crap. See, so learned today that he didn't play him. But um, no, it guess- was really, he got a hold of me really early. So that was really easy to take the two people he didn't play and just match them up against each other. And it worked out really great. So I want to give hats off to all the league guys because we had no like forced forfeit game or something where somebody got ripped off by not playing a game because somebody no showed. We haven't had anybody we that I know of. almost totally. had that. Cause Drew almost. came up one time and 
yeah, was we all had it, but we we never did have it. Yeah, um, every team in our league it qualifies for the playoffs, so that's something to say. That's really cool. And um, I don't know. I don't. To my knowledge, nobody's officially quit the league, which is also really great. That yeah. means people are interested and want to stick around and play some Blood Bowl. And I've heard nothing but really good feedback. Um, they're enjoying tour play, so I also wanted to shout out and talk about tour play. Yeah, we should we really should... talk about that uh, when we go to make a next season. Yeah, we should, and you know, I'm going to try to figure out, <laughs> and if anybody out there is listening, we have just been doing probably the bare minimum <laughs> of, you know, people can schedule their own game in tour play. I really wish we could set up a bracket somehow with our seedings to to do our, our playoffs. Uh, but to be honest, I really don't know how to do that. And I haven't reached out to anybody else to find out. Okay. But I'm sure it can happen. If it doesn't, we'll still just do the, the feature of putting people together and, you know, we'll do our own bracket paper or something like that. But sure. anyway, we have for anybody out there who hasn't thought about trying to play or they have a league that's on paper or somebody keeps it on their computer tour play for, you know, I think it's costing us about eight bucks a month. Maybe is been really worth it. It keeps so many little stats and stuff that we don't have to worry about. Uh, people haven't said much at all in like in a negative way. Usually it's just like user error problems. Like, Oh, I don't like this. And then they find out like, Oh, I did that wrong. That's really cool. So hats off to the tour play guys. So far, so good. So uh, any other comments on that, Steve? I hate passing. Steve I want still... to go back. I want to go back. You want to go back and talk about passing? No, I just want it to go back. That was. All right. Well, or I don't know. If someone else has a better idea how to fix it, I'm game. But I really think doing that, getting rid of the crappy thing i don't know maybe there should be a flat stat for passing for race meaning all ogres can only pass on ogres are a bad idea uh let's say all <laughs> orcs could only pass at a, a a four or five but that orc thrower he is special but i mean then so again the orc uh Black Orc Blocker is different too. So I know that. I'm saying across the board. All Orc Linemen, all Orc Blitzers, all Orc Line, uh, not Black Orc Blockers, what do they call now? Biggins. Yeah. All have the same stat. And then humans, you'd have a flat four across the board, but the thrower has the you know two plus. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I I truly don't feel like this was playtested a ton, no. but maybe it was. I don't know. I wonder if somebody playtests and like to talk to us. We'll have you on the podcast. Oh, if they may have playtested and just gone, you know what? I hate throwing, so let's try to get rid of it, and we'll make it look like an accident. <laughs> like, oh, no, maybe. we totally didn't see this coming to make everything worse, and you can't have any throwers. <laughs> Steve's bitter. He's a bitter. bitter yeah. Man. Well, I like passing. I know it's dumb. Yeah. You know what? Most people in Europe are like, what the fuck are these guys even talking about? We don't pass. Why would you pass? That's stupid. Yeah, dumbasses. We don't pass. No, I get it. It's not a good strategy, but it was part of the fun. So there's people, 
Uh, I played a guy up there in Missouri who had uh, dwarves for um, league play, and he said I was trying. I'm trying to be passing dwarves, and I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. So. And then the game oh. just went no, screw you. Anyways, I think that really wraps it up. Um, yeah. Like I said, I've had enough of Old World. I love my team. It was painted by Adam, uh, Alan Benningfield. And I love, 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 love Bennington. I think his last name. I'm tired now. We've been recording forever. Um, anyways, Alan painted my team. I love the look of my team. I love the miniatures. Everybody compliments the miniatures. I'm just so tired of like, they're just more difficult to remember their stats than Chaos Renegades. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to deal with that. Understood. All right, well, so, let's just wrap this up and get back to shout-outs. Yeah. All right, let's do that. We'll come back with some shout-outs. It's the end of the night and time for Scott to do... Shout-outs! Yep, yep, do that. Okay. Yeah, just my children. God. We're in um, bed. So first off, uh, shout out to Dean for running a great tournament. Had a lot of fun. Shout out to Gary for driving us. Thanks, Gary. It's very nice to go to a tournament and not have to drive. You just have to just show up and play. Thanks for Matt Strickland for like you know starting to hang out with the boys. Yeah, he's a lot of That's fun to cool. hang out with. So he gives really good. Um, I, mean, um, I got a shout out for Anthony Radford. He yep. is Twisted Lords Con. By the time you hear this. Will just be days away. Uh, Twisted Lord Con is a, a gaming convention in Midwest City, Oklahoma, on the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of July. Yeah. Uh, they have the Twisted Lords Con Bowl or whatever it's called. There's a, there's a Blood Bowl tournament that Saturday morning. And as sad as it is, it's like 12 miles away from me and Steve. It's the closest our- tournament that we can go to that's not ran by us. Exactly. And our friend Sarge, Mike Tate, is coming down from Iowa with his family because we normally always get together Fourth of July weekend, but due to his job, he couldn't do that. So we postponed it. And of all the weekends he picked, it was this weekend. Yeah, it was like literally the only weekend he could come down and do this. And it's like, ah. I mean, not only is there that, Twisted Lords Con, but my stepmom's having a birthday. So, like, it's like, I'm making everybody sad because of the, I'm hanging out with Sarge. Sorry. Yeah, I don't blame you. So can have fun. Anyways, but that doesn't mean you can't go. And if you're in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, you're in Arkansas, Texas, Kansas. Me and Steve played it last year. It's very similar rules to Oklahoma Bowl. You'll have to look at the rules packet. It's NAF approved. Um, me and Steve actually walked around the gaming con. And they had some cool little like setups. So they had the flea market thing. Yeah, the uh, I bought chariot race was cool. For sure. That's the sad thing. They had this thing called Circus Maximus, like chariot racing thing. And uh, Anthony, Tony Radford moved the tournament to start in the morning. And I was planning on, if I got to go, stay and do the chariot race things. Because I'd never seen a group of people look like they were having so much fun screaming and hollering and making side bets and everything with this big circus maximus you know chariot game so i'm sad i'm gonna miss that yeah but i encourage you guys to go if you want to go there's a saturday pass there's an all week weekend pass if you want to do that and then i think it's only a 
$10 tournament and he had real trophies and stuff last year. So anyways, me and Steve went last year. We had fun. Hopefully yeah. you guys can go out there and have some fun this year. Um, also shout out to Patrick Morrissey for his tournament that we mentioned last time. And he made fun of us because we were saying Cornessus, Corn, S-A-S. It's uh-huh. Cornsus. Cornsus. Like Kansas, but Cornsus. Uh, Cornsus. And like, he's like, I'm no English major, so maybe I should have dropped the E. I'm like, no, now that you say it, it makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah. But it's Cornsus Cup? Uh, I don't remember the full Something title. Like that. But yeah, it's Cornsus. Anyways, it's up in Kansas City. What's the date on that? Do I don't you know? know. I didn't look it up. I don't, well, how? Why am I supposed to look everything up? We gave him a shout out last time. Well, we can always like, here, I'll look up. I'm looking it up right now because I think it is. Oh, boy. Let's see. Twisted Lords Con is then. It happened, didn't it? Oh, I think it already happened, didn't it? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, never mind. Yeah. Corns is open happened. On, it happened yesterday. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So the Corns is open has already happened. Anyway, shout out to you. <laughs> And you can go to the one next year, probably around the same time in July. <laughs> Most likely, yes. <laughs> um, do, do, do anything else that? Well, um, so Joe Roberts on Etsy has his boxes up. He's got he's um, Windmilled Games, W I N M I L L E D Games. And he's got his Chaos Cup Chicago dice box there. And it looks really cool. So he wanted to give us a shout-out. Wanted us to give him a shout-out. Whatever. Now, he's doing custom orders, but he's not going to have them where you pick it up, right? Is you that can, correct? Right, you can pick them. Well, he, he is taking them to Chaos Cup, and you can pick them up there if you want. Oh, I thought he said he's not picking up there. I thought he was. I don't All know. Right. Talk to you him. Don't you can read us. it on his website. Yeah. He's got really cool uh, boxes. Um, again, everyone's confused why there's two competing box companies within the same building with people who are not related with the same last names. It's weird, but it's cool. Oh, they're buddies, and they just enjoy doing it. So No, it's awesome. Them. They do different things, and they're both awesome. So, um, the ye old lady <laughs> Smith is the other one. So, right, check either one out. They do, both do awesome. If you want something custom, just let them know and they'll be happy to do it for you. A sincere shout out and apology to the gentleman that we met <laughs> at Cripple Peak yeah. who really did come up to us. And I talked about it in the car on the way home. It, it blows my brain sometimes because we forget that people actually listen to us for entertainment. And, um, you know, it kind of humbles us, but, you know, Gary, you know, teases me all the time about how new people that, who meet us for the first time come up. He's like, oh, every tournament, somebody wants to come up and hang out with you, Scott, or hang out with Steve. And he is kind of right. And like, it's, it's really humbling in a good way. I mean, it makes us feel like we're not talking into oblivion like we are right now. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody actually listens and cares enough. And so your feedback is much appreciative. And I'm really, really, really sorry that I cannot remember your name at the moment. And I could guess from like the five or six names of people I was not familiar with at that tournament, but I'm not going to do that 
you, you can message us if you'd like, and we'll give you a proper shout out on the next episode. But thank you for your kind words. And I hope that you continue to listen to the, I think you said he was going through all of them and stuff. So yeah, we really appreciate that. And we, we love feedback, good or bad. And some people have said awful things about us and yeah, sometimes we stuff. And sometimes we don't. No so. one said, no one's said anything awful about us. Let's not put that. I don't out know. There. That's not to our face. I mean, there's people who hate us. I, that's fine. There's no doubt people hate us. Sure. So people hate someone hates Mr. Rogers. I'm sure. Well, a lot of people hate me, but they love you. Um. Anyways, uh, another. <laughs> I guess this will be a shout out. Um. We don't typically talk about Kickstarter stuff because other people do and honestly there's just a lot of it and we don't we never know what's actually going to work and what doesn't but um duncan from charlie victor is doing his new thick skull cases and the kickstarter starts july 21st it looks amazing uh he's more than happy to send us one and we will give it a full review have no problem with that but if you are in the market for a case that will hold your pitch and your teams and all the rule books and markers and dice. It really looks awesome. Have you seen it at all? I, I haven't. That's why I'm not. Really? <laughs> yeah, I have not. This is all news to me. You don't, you don't check our emails at all, do you? Not unless I tell you. Not unless you tell me, buddy. <laughs> That's fair. But... Yeah, it, it really does look awesome. Uh, there's a quick video I could share with you. That's okay. I mean, I'll, I will look at it, but... It's only a minute long. Hold on. Let me share my screen. <laughs> hey, how do I share the screen? Don't worry about it, bro. No, we got time. Hold on. I'm going to share my screen. This it's is the a... same guy that told me, like, we're going to shout out, so we got to wrap this up. Ah, it's, good it's you. Hey, look at me. I'm on the screen. Hold on a second. Watching a little screen of me. Yeah. I don't know how to share the screen then. I will look at it after this and we can comment next month because I'm sure the Kickstarter will still be going. I do know that they make really good products and they're the coin guys, right? They make the yeah. cool coins and stuff. Yeah, and everything yeah else. I saw a lot of those at the tournament because I was asking, like, where'd you get these? And they were like, Charlie Vic, you know, and all this yeah. stuff. It's really cool swag. Okay. Well, yeah. Anyways, I think they're cool. Uh, feel free to check it out. Scott will put a link on the notes on the website. Yeah. But that's all I have. All right. Uh, I think I'm done with this too because I'm really tired and yeah, I got to get up in about six, five and a half hours. So that's horrible. Yeah. So let's go ahead and end it. <laughs> all right. Thank you everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed us. Uh, our banter, our complaints, and our love, love for Blood Bowl because we do love the game of Blood Bowl. Yep. And that's why we want it to get better and be amazing and all that stuff. So uh thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. See for ya. Scott, Steve, we're out of here. We don't do that. Who does that? Somebody I else. don't know, but it's not us. Well it's gonna be us it from sure now. Three die block. For <laughs> for Drew, I'm Chance and you've been listening to Three Die Block. All right. For for Drew? For for Polly, <laughs> for Chance, and for Tim Lyons, we are Three Die Block. Anyways, we're gone. See ya. You can follow.
follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Real Scott Prime and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. You think you can take me? Come on. All right, 1937, and Todd Field oh, and the ball. I kicked your ass. After football, football practice, you kicked when you my stole ass. my liniment. You kicked my Jack Lemmon. And Walter Matthau. Believe me, this man is a menace. He's always drinking, starting fights. Isn't that right? They're both grumpy old men. Why don't you do the world a favor and pull your lip over your head and swallow? <laughs> Idiot. Eat my shorts. Don't. So what? But after 50 years... What? ...of fighting over nothing... What? What? So? What? They finally found something... Holy... Oh, my God. Moly. ...worth fighting for. See, women get obsessed with me. It's like one of them fatal attraction things. I'm too sexy for my shit. Ah! Shirt so sexy, it hurts. Oh, yeah. Just beautiful, thank you. Jack Lemmon. Your cat crapped on my steps again. Yeah, who says you can't train a cat? Walter Matthau. Why would a woman come over at 1.30 in the morning to see you? Just why do you think, bonehead? Oh, my God. And Margaret. John, when was the last time you made love? October 4th. 1978. Grumpy old men. If I knew there was a nude scene in this picture, I would have asked for another million. On the catwalk, yeah, I shake my little touch on the catwalk.